0: Be careful what you post. What are you posting on Facebook? Not your personal page, that's a whole nother kettle of fish and a whole nother can of worms. I'm talking about you as a mortgage broker inside a mortgage broker page with how many other mortgage brokers? Well, there may be 5,000, 7,000, 9,000 members of that Facebook group, but hundreds, in some cases probably a thousand or more of them are either no longer brokers, they're lenders, they're actually regulators because sometimes brokers go to work for the regulator. And so they're still a member and they have that inside line. So in other words, you are not sitting in an office across from your managing broker. You are not sitting around a small table at a coffee shop with three or four other brokers. You are basically taking a bullhorn in the public square and broadcasting to anyone within an earshot in any role in society, your thoughts and questions. And recently, a broker, and I'm not going to single out this one broker because it doesn't make any sense to, uh, you know what? I should better. I could better phrase it as: over the past years, dozens and dozens and dozens of brokers have done what? They've gone in and they've said they put posts out. They've asked questions along the lines of, "Hey, can anyone tell me which lender only looks at this one credit bureau provider? Because on the other credit bureau, my client has more debts." a lower credit score, uh, different payment compositions, whatever it might be. Uh, So which lender can I go to where I have the better looking credit bureau? Now on the surface, let's just take this on the surface. If you're aware of other debts your client has, and you fail to disclose those debts to a lender, that's a problem. That's a misrepresentation. I'm not going to use the F word. Um, I'm going to use the M word. It's a misrepresentation. You are misrepresenting that client's profile to the lender. You have material information about that client that you're withholding from the lender. And that is not the definition of your role at all. It's it's wrong. It's wrong. Now, if you blindly are rolling the dice, like if you're thinking this credit score provider is probably going to be the better one, so I'm going to go to this lender that accepts this one. I'm only going to pull this one. I'm not even going to look at the other one. Technically, you're not coloring outside the lines there. You only need to pull one credit bureau and send it off to a lender. And if you're aware that that lender is going to use that bureau and not pull one with the other uh, credit company, so be it. You know, that's like there's, there's lines and there's gray and there's coloring outside the lines and there's different shades of gray. The problem is when you put that question out on a public forum, it's not private, it's public. Yeah, it's a private group, but it's a public forum. You're subjecting yourself to a lot of judgment, a lot of judgment, because perhaps accurately um, you're being judged as a bit of a shady broker, perhaps inaccurately you're being judged as a shady broker, because here's the other reality. Here's the flip side of the scenario, guys. Let's keep in mind the overwhelming majority of brokers, the overwhelming majority of you are trying to do the right thing for your clients. And it's never been more difficult to get a client across the finish line than it is today. And if you're working with a client who's perhaps coming out of an abusive marriage, coming out of an incredibly challenging financial situation, just having gone through an incredibly challenging health experience or suffered some tragic loss within their family, whatever it might be. And so because of all of these scenarios, these things that happen well outside of the control of the clients, but the clients are good people and they have a good job and they have a good credit history. They just had this incident, that incident that kind of blew things up a little bit. And you're just doing everything you can to try and play every angle to help them get into a home before the market runs away from them because they're never going to save the money fast enough to keep up with the market appreciation. So that you're just trying to get them on the train before it leaves the station, or you're trying to help them buy a property so that they don't have to let go of the family dog, the family cats, because sorry, kids, we're renting and we just can't find anywhere to rent where we're allowed to keep your dog. So I know you've had this dog for six years, kids, but guess what? He's going to a farm to live with some other kids now. Story. Like that's tough stuff. they are trying to keep the kids in the same school catchment. You're trying to keep as much stability often in a family's life that has had stability ripped from it in a big way. So you're actually trying to do a good thing for someone. You're not shady at all. You're a good person and you're trying to help good people. But that's not necessarily what the optics of it look like when you start posting what you're posting in these very public forums, where screenshots will get taken and shared with lenders, screenshots will get taken and shared with corporate management, screenshots will get taken and shared on Twitter. And you could potentially burn your own reputation to the ground for asking a question where you're genuinely trying to do the good thing, you're trying to help somebody out, but you're going about it the wrong way, and you're going about it publicly in a wrong way. And look, before any of you get on your high horse, every one of you breaks the law every single day. Every one of you breaks the law. Don't tell me you drive down every single city street at exactly 30 kilometers an hour, 50 kilometers an hour, and stay at 90 or 100 kilometers an hour on the highway. You don't. You speed. You speed. You break the law. You statistically increase the likelihood of death and an accident for yourselves and others around you. I do it. You do it. We all do it there are things that are socially acceptable and then there are things that are not. But we don't talk about the fact that as you increase your speed incrementally, your stopping distance increases exponentially to the point that just going that extra 10, 20, 30 kilometers an hour of the speed limit has doubled your stopping distance, radically increasing your chances of an accident. We don't get into the math. We don't get into the science of it. We all just shrug and we all just go along with it. And that's okay until it's not. And again, None of us really put that out there on Facebook, right? None of us really talks about the laws we break. Some of you have ran a stop sign in the last week. Some of you have run some real stale yellows. Maybe even saw a flicker of red as you went through the intersection. We don't talk about that. And so, look, when you're trying to get where you're going as efficiently and smoothly and quickly as possible, and you're maybe cutting a few corners, you're not going to talk about it. It's why you don't have a dash cam. It's why the dash cam not turned on. So think of Facebook like a dash cam. And if you're going to exceed the speed limit, even by just a little bit, you don't want to do it with a dash cam on. You especially don't want to do it with a dash cam hooked to Facebook Live. All right. I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you.